All right, let's get some scriptures here this morning, and <clears throat> I want you to, to, you know, focus, if you would, at least uh, highlight in your mind the word please, all right? The voice came from heaven and said, you are my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. By faith, Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. Before he was taken, he had this testimony that he <clears throat> pleased God. Therefore, we make it our aim, whether present or absent, to be well-pleasing to him. But without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Amen? It's interesting, isn't it, that in this chapter in 11, among all the heroes of faith, that God puts, by and large, the ingredient or the dynamics that make up for pleasing faith. He says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And then he says, he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder. You know, faith is really connected to perspective. And perspective has to be connected to something else. As far as faith, the God kind of faith, it's connected to the Word. So I want to talk to us about pleasing faith. Faith that pleases God. Not all faith rises to the level of pleasing. There is a right kind of faith that rises to the level of pleasing God. In defining the word pleasing means to give pleasure. Okay? It is to, to, to be gratifying. Something that, you know, is in willingness and not reluctance. It's giving a, 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 a feeling of satisfaction or enjoyment. When the scripture says, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased, you know? The father is saying, you know, I, I, I'm really getting something good out of this. I, there's an enjoyment. There's a pleasure. There's, there's, there's a dynamic of it. You know what I mean? That is just, it, it's just putting a smile on my face. And this morning, that perspective is to reach that idea and understanding that 
God is good. God is a rewarder. Now let me back up here and talk about, you know, when I talk about, you know, faith that doesn't rise to pleasing faith. You remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, though I have faith to move mountains, right? But don't have love, it's what? Nothing. It doesn't rise, see? It's a missing element. Jesus said that there was coming a time, and, and this would be the end time, when, when he begins to, you know, uh, 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 you know uh, kind of uh, uh, reveal everything. He said that uh, there's going to be those that say, you know, I've done so many good things, and yet, he says, oh, well, there's a missing ingredient. And of course, the missing ingredient in that is that they didn't have an intimate relationship with the one in whom our faith is in. That That faith that can move mountains, but yet still doesn't put the smile on God's face. Hmm. It was Hebrews chapter 3, verse 16 that talks about, you know, a, 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 a pleasing lifestyle. And within this framework of a pleasing lifestyle, you know what I mean, which really is connected to our faith, he said, do not forget to do good and to share, for with such sacrifices God is well pleased. I'm putting a smile on God's face. Have you ever thought about that, God putting a smile on God's face? It's pretty a great statement, is it? You know, when he says, you know, Enoch walked with God and, you know, all of a sudden they couldn't find him. But he had, you know, a eulogy that he pleased God. So what does it mean to, to have this true faith? It's to be persuaded and trust his word and to trust him. To believe in God, remember? To believe that he, there is a God is more than, ex, than simply acknowledging that he is Lord or the reality of God. You see, demons acknowledge the reality of God. James says, you believe there is one God, you do well, even demons believe and tremble. So, <laughs> I'm not any higher than the demons. That type of faith. But that kind of faith that, that admits that God exists, and therefore there is a transformation and change that happens in their life. 
That's a kind of faith that puts a smile on God. That kind of faith that is so powerful in the individual that it is a transforming effect. That believing that he is God but doesn't lead to right action and change does not rise to the level of pleasing faith. Adam and Eve demonstrated a faith that wasn't pleasing to God by their actions. Their faith fell short of pleasing God. Remember the story? The choices that they made. I think that they believe that there's a God. <laughs> Being that close to the Creator. That that broken trust that took place in that decision that they made. That spoiled their relationship with God. How many know that trust is absolutely vital in relationships? And never more so in marriage. Trust. You see, God needs evidence. Think about it. God needs evidence of your faith. Oh, he's God. He knows everything. then why does he try your faith? Why does he elevate you a faith at such a level that it's, it, it has more value and is more powerful and more enduring than, you know, all the silver and gold? He said to Abraham, he said, I want you to take your son Isaac, and I want you to take him and to a mountain and make a sacrifice there. And God said, when Abraham got, stop, Abraham, now I know. Now I know that you believe me. Now I know that you've got faith. Now I know that you really understand. You know what I mean? God. Man. So God needs evidence to know what's in our hearts. 
so that must believe that he is that he is God is is more than just that there is a God but you believe in a God that 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 is so personal and so powerful and his whole nature is that he cares about what's going on in your life what you're facing what you're withstanding what you're waiting on see if you if a person's faith is such that there is a God but he is but he isn't for you he is, but he doesn't see. He is, but he doesn't care. It's not a faith that rises to pleasing faith. Mm -hmm. See, believing in God is not enough. You must believe that he, you know, rewards that he responds. That when you seek him, you are going to get his attention. Amen. Yeah. Pleasing faith. Without faith is impossible to please God, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is a perspective we go from faith to faith we grow in faith we go from glory to glory we in, we in, increase a a Faith that believes God can turn things around. How important is this? Jesus said, we need to examine ourselves to see whether or not we're in the faith. We're not talking about saving faith this morning. I'm talking about pleasing faith. Faith that puts a smile on the Father. <laughs> when he spoke from heaven, that's my son. <laughs> God says, that's my son. That's my daughter. The, the, the kind of faith that, that God can say, well, uh, have you tried my servant Job? <laughs> he had, God had confidence in Job's faith. He, he, he wasn't reluctant. Take the hedges away 
move out of the way and, and, and let the world and, and the things of the world and life just kind of start caving in. Now, I don't want to be a Job. Okay? But I do want to be have faith that pleases. He says this kind of pleasing faith, you have to believe that God is a rewarder of diligence. See, because your view of God affects your faith and your faith if affects your perspective and your perspective affects your response. He says, you've got to believe. Hallelujah. That God's not done yet. He says you've got to understand the character of God to have this pleasing faith. God's the source of all that is good. Man, you know, you can't turn the news on can't hardly turn anything on and get a bad report. I mean, you'll get a bad report. Because good things don't make headlines. <laughs> and it seems to trickle in everywhere, even in the church. The bad seems to get a headlines and yet... good is taking place. James says this, every good and, 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 and perfect gift is from above and come down from the Father of lights in whom there is no variation or no shadow of turning. It doesn't make any difference. What's going on? What makes a difference is that God is going on. The Greek word for, for that reward is, is simply a desire to bless. So he said this faith that pleases God is, is, is a faith that understands that, that God's desire is to bless. We find the father's heart toward his children in Luke chapter 12, verse 32. He says, do not fear, little flock, for it's your father's good pleasure to, to give you the kingdom. I mean, he just wants to give it to his kids.
being convinced that he, that he rewards. Be, being convinced that, that when you diligently seek him, there is going to be positive results. Somebody give the Lord a praise this morning. There will be positive results. Absolutely. Positive results. One of the greatest ventures that you can have in your life and I can have in my life is our pursuit of God. Our pursuit of God. Yeah. I like what Psalms 103 tells us, you know what I mean? That when we seek God, there are good results that happen. Psalms 103, he forgives all of our iniquities, heals our diseases, redeems our life from destruction, crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. I can really use that last one there. <laughs> I'm working on it with him too. When we forget the benefits, when we forget that he is a rewarder, we'll have a tendency to fail to seek him. Nothing brings you back faster to the purposes of God and to the, to the vision of God, you know, quicker than Seeking him. Because everything is in Christ. He talks about that kind of faith that, 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 that the problematics of life don't influence us. I'm not saying they're not happening and they're not, we don't deal with them. When Peter was walking on the water that day as at an invitation for Jesus, you know, everything was, walking on water was working until the wave got his focus. As long as he, his focus was on Jesus, he was a water walker. He said to Peter, he said, at a later time, he said, you know, I've, I, I, I've prayed for that your faith does not fail. See, when, we, when we're seeking God, he said, you'll find me. It's not because God is hiding. Oh, God is not hiding. But life can bring cataracts to our eyes the circumstances can cloud how we see God.
And it's absolutely imperative to believe that God's a good God. To have pleasing faith. To bring a smile to God. You see, even though our union with God is secure, yet our fellowship with God can be affected when we leave the life of seeking, the life of trusting, the life of depending. Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but I'm going to remember the name of the Lord our God. It's not denial. It's an eye surgery. Mm. Jesus did a miracle one day, the man that was blind and The first part of the miracle was that, that he could see, but he couldn't make out details. Dan looked more like a tree than he did Dan. And so we prayed again, and all of a sudden things began to clear up. That's what seeking does. It gives the clarity. It helps you see, to see God. How do we do this? What could be some ingredients? Number one, I think we should concentrate on being a friend of God. Concentrate on being a friend of God. And how do we... How do we concentrate on being a friend of God? James chapter 4, verse 4 says this. Whoever wants to be a friend of God, you know what I mean? Cannot be a friend of the world. Now what's he saying? He's saying that that ungodly system of human life as it's lived in separation from God. That's what he's telling us there. It's, it's to go along with in, and living in agreement and loving those things. That's the lust of the flesh and, and, and the driving spirit behind them. He says, if you want to be a friend of God, you can't be a friend of the world. You can't buy into their system and their ways. Now, I did not say you could not have friends in the world. Because Paul wrote about that part himself. He said you'd have to be, you'd have to leave this world to get away from that part or that world. So that's not what he's saying. He just don't, don't, don't buy into their system. Don't buy, don't buy into their belief system. 
when you seek God, there's rewards that he gives us. And let me give you just a couple. It's the reward of pure light. Which means that he, he, he gives you direction, discernment, revelation, and a certain degree of knowing. You want to know everything. But you'll know what you need to know. Remember when the word of the Lord was written about Jesus coming? The purpose was to give light to those who sit in darkness. Even the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Jesus said this, I'm the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Ooh. The light of life. You will have light for your life. That's why I like Good Morning Holy Spirit. Not the book so much, the idea. I mean, I like the book too. But, you know. Hello, God. I'm not sounding frivolous here, but, you know. Proverbs 4. Chapter 4 says, the path of the justice has a shining light that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. Listen. It's not getting darker. The world is getting darker. But the just is getting darker. Lighter. <laughs> Hallelujah. He says, The way of the wicked is darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. We have the reward of protection. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Every tongue which rises against you in judgment shall you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You see, everything that Satan tries in order to get you down melts away in God's presence, and that's why we need to seek the Lord. Because it melts away in God's presence. great peace to know that no plan no instrument of destruction no satanic artillery will push you or run you over seek the Lord not half heartedly but
when you're diligent, you're seeking, you'll have faith in the face of delay. Because you know that all things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Let me try and wrap this up. Believing in God's goodness is vital to pleasing faith. Must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder or he is good. Not just some of the time, but all of the time. Life is not always good all the time, but God is good all the time. Believing God's goodness, that having that right focus. It was David who said in Psalms 27, I would have lost heart unless I had believed in the goodness of God. I mean, you know, our hearts can make some tra tragic turns. King David, the great psalmist, Life just about overwhelmed him. And then he took a, another look at the goodness of God. We need to look at God's track record. God's got a good track record. You see, our faith fails when we lose our focus. Yes. But here's the good news. Is that even if your faith fails, God remains faithful. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. He's going to get you through it. That's seeing the goodness of God. Second Timothy, he says, if, if we are faithless, he remains faithful. I'm so glad that he's not condemning us but he's sticking beside us. Trying to help us to see and keep the right focus. You gotta believe. You musicians wanna come this morning. Believe in the goodness of God. Instead of grumbling, try worship. Amen. Instead of complaining, try praise. Instead of being passive and apathetic, you know what I mean? Turn to the Creator.
who says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. In the image of God created he them. Man, you talk about potential. He never made us to create new worlds, but he did create us to rule worlds. We've been made more than conquerors through Christ who has loved us. Now thanks be unto God who leads us in triumphal procession. God's got the flags pulled out. God's got the prancing horses pulled out. God is not leading a defeat-type procession. He's leading a victorious procession. Oh, hallelujah. You got to believe that God's favor will override failure. Psalms 5 and 12 says, The Lord will bless the righteous with favor. With favor, you will surround him as a with a shield. Favor. In spite of our mistakes and our messes. You gotta believe in the goodness of God. David said I would have went down if I hadn't believed in the goodness of God. I love what Psalms 34 and 8 says, says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Sit down at the table of the Lord. Said you eat my flesh and drink my blood. You know, man, sit down at the table. There's a rewarding taste there. The Lord is good. There's a song that says and talks about how life and its 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 difficulties, you know what I mean, can go and 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 the writer says that, you know, he was there all the time, waiting patiently, just just waiting for you to turn. One of the things that the Laodicean church, you know what I mean, uh, was guilty of is they is they you know, they kept God outside. It says he was knocking all the time. But he, he doesn't turn the doorknob. You turn the doorknob. 
Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Who does the coming? We do. He's already come. Now we, we come. Believe in the goodness of God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah. David believed that God would come through despite all the circumstantial facts. He did. Stand with me. Paul wrote and said, he said, God would be unrighteous if he were to forget the labor of love or if he would forget what you have done for him, you know, on behalf of him because you love him. He doesn't, he doesn't forget. He is a rewarder of those who Diligently, everybody say diligently. Yeah, not half-heartedly. I, I, you know what I mean. I'd let you get away with half-heartedly, but I'm not the one that you're coming to. I, I, I don't have anything to say about it. You know. He don't want you just to believe that he is. He wants you to believe that He is a rewarder. Hallelujah. Abraham is on his way up to the mountain with Isaac. Isaac says, Father, I see the wood, but I don't see the sacrifice. Abraham believed in the goodness of God. He said, God will provide for himself. Woo! Hallelujah. This is a partnership. God's got a role in it. good, Doug, isn't he? God's good. Amen. <laughs> I mean, he's more than good. Oh. You know, I can complain. I can find reasons to complain. Once in a while, I like my wounds. David said, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or you see, Megan, my brother. Oh, hallelujah. 
says, some believe after they see. But he says, there are those that believe even though they don't see. And guess who has the blessed part to it? The one that says or realizes, I don't need any more evidence to determine for myself that God is good. Remember, Peter said, you're the Christ, the Son of the living God. I want to close with this, and, and this is the best thing that I'm going to give you this morning, that in all of this, and I'm going to give you the master key to the kingdom. The master key to the kingdom is repentance. Walk it in scripture, follow it through. Repent. Repent. It's turn to God. Hallelujah. Repentance. The master key. The master key. It'll turn the kingdom, you know, loose in your life and for you. It'll turn life around. Admit. Repentance. Try it. Hallelujah. You don't have to repent because you've done some strange or odd sinful thing. I go, Lord, I haven't trusted you like I should. I haven't believed you like I should. repent of it. I repent of it. You know what I mean? I ask you to help me. Glory to God. And I'll tell you what. We talk about help coming on his way. Father, thank you today for helping us rise in our faith so that it's pleasing and puts a smile on your face. Thank you for that potential of faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Go with God. If you need prayer, there will be those that will pray with you this morning. And, uh, you know, forward, onward, upward. Celebrate. You're dismissed. God bless you.